Hello, and welcome to Living Out Loud. I am Laura, and I am here to share my colorful journey with you. So sit back and get comfortable, because we got lots to talk about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Living Out Loud Live with Laura. No, it's not Living Out Loud Live with Laura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Living Out Loud with Laura. On this episode, I'm going to be speaking with my queer activist, asylum-seeking friend that is over on the continent of Africa. Um, He is currently in Kenya. I will not be using any names on this podcast for his safety. Um, However, I will just be referring to him as my activist friend from here on out. So, um... I want to let you know it took a lot to set up this call. He had to risk a lot making sure he got to a safe place where he could use the internet. So our conversation is short, but it is very important that his words are heard. He wants to make sure that everyone knows that there's a lot of hate and discrimination towards the LGBTQIA community in Africa right now, and he is really hoping that we're all able to come together and everyone able to unite and see that we're not all so different and that we all deserve love and respect. So buckle in for this emotional podcast. I will be coming back to you at the end with an update. Thank you. Yeah, and the way the queer community is treated right now, I guess. Uh, uh, have you part of the anti-homosexuality of 2023 in Uganda? I have not heard a lot about it. I know that there, it's basically genocide, correct? Well, it's like the president passed it into law. Right? Okay, there are a lot of terms within the law, but it's your code being gay. In Uganda, it's a death penalty. I don't it's even. That is penalty. that is something that has to be spoken about. Um, I that is absolutely horrific. Um, and I want to let you know, a similar law has been passed here in the state of Florida that a transgender person using a bathroom that they are not assigned by birth receives the same sentence as murder. So, yeah. But why all that hatred? That's that's the question I'm asking myself. Why? Why do they, I, I don't know, how can I, why do they feel so but about queer community. Why do they feel that these people deserve to die? That Why? is a question that I am trying to get to the root of because I am trying to understand why something that somebody does maybe 30 minutes a week, maybe. Um, most people don't even have that much time in their life to do it. So some are, you know, 30 minutes a month. Um of your life that you're concerned about a physical act, whereas it seems that that negates everything else about a person. And 
I don't understand why you loving another man in a mutually loving, respecting relationship would not be celebrated as anything other than beautiful, amazing, and wonderful. That's right. I mean... I'm trying to understand because we have fascist dictators, in my opinion, um, in um, the United States as well. And I'm trying to understand what makes one man that wants to, chooses to have sex with a woman feel like they are the only people that get to determine who gets to feel feelings for people. And I don't understand that. And as you can show, and I can show, that's something that that is not separated by culture. So between the black community, the white community, the brown community, this is something that has been going on for a while. Yeah, sure. And right now, it's a crisis, I can tell you, because when when I left home back in Uganda, in Pakistan, my parents wanted me there. When they found out that I wasn't straight, okay, they said I'm an abomination, okay, and they said for for the fact that I'm not straight. It means I brought a curse in the family. So, and the only way they can erase the curse is when I'm dead. Imagine. So, my question: so, These are the people that raised you, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, loved mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. that poured their heart into you, so they know how you were raised, right? Yeah. And they know that you would do anything to please them, right? Anything but give up who you are. That's the one thing you just can't do is give up who you are as you're not asking them to give up who they are. But how? I I can't understand it. I, I don't understand it. Like, I see you and I love you. Like, I love you for the person that you are and your passion. And I can't, I don't understand how parents, especially a mother who grew, incubated that child, can look at their child and not see the love that is their child. That's the very thing that I also asked my son. So the only option was for me to run away from home. It's been five years now. So I left them back home in Uganda and I went to Kenya to seek asylum and five years now I'm stateless. So you're a man with no country. Yeah. I I, I have no country. They're basically trying to take away your identity and make you not exist. Yeah, so I had to run away because well Staying back home meant losing my life. Okay, so I had to find where would be safe. But surprisingly, even where I ran to, it's not any safer. You have to live in hiding. So 
that's why when I landed on to you and I saw how desire you were, how you know, how brave you were with this, I said, Well, maybe I should connect. Well, I'm glad you how, did. And see how maybe I could light up the fire in me because I can tell you many people are afraid of being who they are because of the homophobic environment around them. It's so bad. People are having a mental problem. But yeah. why? Like, <clears throat> what is it? Because I feel that for me, you know, and you just told me this has been going on for five years. So for you, this has literally been your life for five years. And even before that, because you knew coming out to your parents, this could possibly be your life. So not only did you worry about that for these five years, however long that you you had to build up the courage to even find out what your parents would do, you found out the hard way. And I'm going to let you know. Um, so where I work, um, my an old supervisor of mine, she's no longer with the company. Um, they are black and they are what they call Southern Baptists. Just it's a type of religion here, Southern Baptist. Um, and when their son came out as gay, their father said to them, I'd rather have a dead son than a gay son. Now, the thing that really confuses me a lot um, and it is the fact that we seem to negate every other rule as love thy neighbor as you love yourself or do unto others as you would like to have done unto you. Like they come up with all these different sayings in different cultures, but it would seem that as soon as somebody diverts just a little bit, people seem to pounce and be able to say that they don't have the same heart as other people. Yeah, it's, it's so painful that they cannot follow their teaching. That's so bad. <laughs> they, they expect us to follow what they tell us, but they're not willing to do the same. Yeah, and, you know, my, my friend's... My my supervisor's child, because of this culture, right, took their life. Now, for me, once again, I've been taught in that in religious culture, one of the very worst things that you can do is take your own life. Like that's the ultimate sin. So if the ultimate sin is taking your life, right? And then if you look at the Christianity culture of what is really bad, murder, you're not supposed to take another person's life. So, which is the ultimate sin or the worst possible thing. However, in in Uganda, where you are, being gay is Actually, worse I mean, than uh, murder. Well, I mean, Kenya, I ran out from Uganda. Yeah, so I'm, I am Ugandan, but I ran away from Uganda, and I came to Kenya as an asylum. Yeah, so I'm in Kenya right now, so, and so, it's five years from Uganda. What is one resource that 
would be the most helpful? Like if I could help get one little thing to you, just one little thing, because we got to start small, right? We we got to start like ants so that we can figure it out. We got to find the crack in the dam to make the dam break, right? So that's what we need to do. So what's the one little thing? The thing that if you said to me, Laura, if we could do this right now, this would help. What is one thing that you can think of? Because I know us talking about what? it's important, but yeah, that's yeah, easy. Kind of, that, that, we got to yeah. do something else, though. Is it? I'm trying to think. Um, is it doing offering one on ones to parents, educational things, or do you think it's so ingrained in there that it's literally at the government? level that it needs to be broken down well, because it's at the point whereby our leaders are making loans it means it's not something that we are going to eradicate tomorrow right okay? because it's from high up and we are down here it means it's going to take a lot of effort so awareness, awareness is going to be number one, right? Awareness. We need to make sure people know that this is happening and that's what the leaders are doing over there and that it should be popping up on the World Health Organization and they should be looking at this like at the Hague and at places like that as well where Um, crimes against humanity are addressed because that's a crime against humanity. The laws that the government or your leadership are putting in place are crimes against humanity. Because you're just as human as I am. I believe that Arnold is frozen right now. Our connection is um, very sparse because he is in a hospital trying to get the best connection that he possibly can. So we're going to hold on for a little bit while we wait to see if his connection rebuffers or if he's able to drop out and come back in. I'm concerned about his safety at this moment because I also know that he is in a hospital in a place where he should not be talking about this openly talking about this um so uh i'm a little concerned for his safety right now but we're gonna keep messaging him i messaged him um through facebook messenger which is how arnold reached out to me and let me know that he was interested in me bringing awareness to what was going on in his country and over on the continent of Africa. 
because as um, everybody knows, Africa is made up of all sorts of different types of countries in and of itself. So what happens in South Africa and what happens in Kenya and what happens in Uganda and what happens in Egypt, these are all very different because these are all very different countries. So I just want to make sure that we know that everything um, is different in different regions. Um, it's very sad because it's very similar to what they, the political climate that they're trying to do here in the United States, which is take what was supposed to be the United States and separate it by red and blue. I, it's nothing more than apartheid at a different level, um, which is absolutely repugnant that we're fighting this ridiculousness in this day and age. I mean, we saw Arnold. We saw the beautiful soul that Arnold was. Why would anybody, how could a mom, a dad, look at their child and not see that beautiful soul that I saw? I keep checking back and forth, and right now, um, I'm not getting anything. So I'm really hoping that he is okay going to just give it a little bit longer. Well, I still haven't heard back from Arnold, so I'm going to go ahead and um, end our Zoom call here, and I'm going to um, keep looking back and seeing if I can get a hold of him. We'll try to reschedule and see if I can get him on again to be able to continue this. If not, I'll release the podcast and then have him on again as a guest again, because speaking to him, I think has brought up a lot more questions in my head and hearing about his journey, just trying to get to the a place to where he could speak to me on the internet um, really moved my heart. Welcome back, everyone. Um, thank you. I want to let you know that my activist friend is okay. He ran out of his data plan. And as we are communicating very remotely and discreetly from the continent of Africa, um, we want to make sure that um, his time is spent well. So I'm going to give you just a little bit more information so that you understand um, just what's going on um you know when he ran away from his home country he went to the united nations high commissions of refugees which is the unhcr which is a united a u.s international organization it has a resettlement program where you can find a safer country the process takes some time due to many applications but eventually they do resettle you in a suitor in a safer more suitable country so my friend is registered there um, and hopefully he can take part of that program if anybody knows of any other resources that's available to asylum seekers on the continent of africa please reach out to me via my gmail lol with laura at gmail.com and i will share this information with my activist friend he is an active listener 
and I hope to speak to him again soon. Thank you all. And remember, everyone, until next time, don't forget to live your life out loud because after all, not everybody can and that's important and we need to remember our privilege sometimes. I know it can be scary here, but at least our families are not actively trying to persecute and kill us to avenge them. Anyway, thank you guys. Life doesn't always allow us to laugh out loud, but we always have the choice to live our lives out loud. So until next time, don't forget to LOL, live out loud. If there's things that you would like to hear me talk about, please let me know because I am here to help you learn to live your life out loud too.